From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part four of our series, Our Marriage Vows. Today, we're going to discuss what it means to build your marriage for better or worse. There's a quote from Doug Larson that says, more marriages might survive if partners realized that sometimes the for better comes after the for worse. That's good. That is good. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But first, we start each show with a hug. And I just want to say, if you're a brand new listener to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, welcome. Mm-hmm. We're so excited to have you. And and just so that you know, a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has experienced breakthrough. And this week's hug is sponsored by Ava, a woman's cycle tracker that is changing the way that both husbands and wives understand her body. This hug comes as an email from a new listener that says, my husband and I have been married for over 17 years, and I recently discovered that he'd had a secret life, which included an affair and pornography. Mm. I knew we were disconnected and now realized that we had been living the roommate syndrome for too many years. Mm -hmm. Even though things were ripe for disaster, I was totally blindsided and my world was shattered. This has been a major wake-up call for both of us. We're both committed to doing whatever it takes to save our Mm. marriage. Not just saving it, but taking it to an extraordinary place. We started listening to your show about two months ago and it has been life-giving to our marriage. It has sparked so many amazing intimate conversations and moments in between us. Awesome. We're working on ourselves and in counseling and those things have been vital, but your show has been an invaluable supplement to our counseling. I know we wouldn't be nearly as far along in our recovery without it and Mm. hearing so many couples are facing similar challenges. We listened to part one of your marriage vows series last night to say it was a game changer would not be doing you justice. We teared up while listening and could barely speak for almost an hour. My husband opened up and shared his heart and grief about how he felt about breaking our vows and how he is looking at our vows and relationships so differently now. He had already been thinking about it, but then took your advice and proposed that we have a recommitment ceremony. Mm. That meant everything to me. Love you guys. Wow. So, so good. Mm. And we're truly honored and blessed to have you both part of the one family. And we're coming alongside you. Hey, you know what? You guys are going to rock it. You guys are going to kick butt. And and like Lisa said in the quote today, it, where was that? Here sometimes the for better comes after the for worse. Mm -hmm. And so we're believing for much, much better coming your guys' way. Absolutely. And it's part of the heart behind this particular series because, you know, like last week we were talking about for richer, for poorer. This week we're talking about for better, for worse. And, And it's looking at those words because as I was sharing with a coaching client this week, you know, when you get married, you know, we don't think about all the, the yuck that's going to happen. No, not at all. We're, we're, we're all like starry eyed and everything's going to be just wonderful and perfect. Well, and that's where, you know, this, this clause, I call it the rainbow, uh, the rainbows and unicorn clause, Okay. Right? Yeah. The for better, or for worse. Like we're, we're really focused on the for better part. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't think about the bad things are going to happen. Like this hug, you know, when they got married all those years ago, they weren't thinking there's going to be an affair and pornography in their story. Nope. I would highly doubt it. 
we focus at, at the weddings and we were just recently at a wedding. You know, we focus on the good stuff, right? You know, like, like I'm going to love you all the time and, and we're going to, you know, it, it's all the good stuff. It's the, it's the, as long as the days are happy and we've got money in the bank and, you know, we've got a good job and kids and, and everything is, is super easy. Mm-hmm. That, that's all the for better for stuff. You know, when we asked you like, what have been some of the, the highlights of your marriage? You know, you all said it was having kids, but you know, becoming parents, traveling together, growing together, you know, having adventures. Mm-hmm. And then there were a few of you that actually said overcoming challenges. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. But when you look at, you know, why, why do folks give as re- what do folks give as reasons for getting divorced? Mm-hmm. So often it, it goes to that for worse side of the for better, for worse. I'm not happy. We, we have money problems. Marriage is too hard. We don't get along. We don't talk anymore. We don't have sex or like this couple in the hug. There's been infidelity. Mm-hmm. Someone is broken stepped, trust, broken trust. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Unforgiveness or, or, or um, what was I going to say there for getting divorced? Yeah. You said money. I, I, I think I, I think the resentment, yeah, that's where I was going to go with the, the unforgiveness was the resentment that we hold on to. And I, I really think there's been this shift where, you know, instead of saying we're married for better or for worse, like really taking that vow, we've exchanged it for, well, as long as I'm as happy in this marriage and it's not hard for me to do this relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Because once one of those two things, I mean, we see it plastered all over the tabloids. You can't get on any type of social media platform without seeing somebody that's getting divorced. You know, we've, we've come to this place where we're like, you know what, if this gets too hard or I'm just not feeling happy about this, uh, peace out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm done. And, and if you stop and think about, okay, what is marriage? Right. Marriage at its core is the joining of two separate and distinct individuals with their own personalities, habits, and quirks, committing to spending the rest of their lives together. Wow. When you put it like that, that's a big tall order. That's my own definition. That was pretty good. Yeah. That's, it, it, well, when you, when, you, when you look at it like that, yeah, marriage is a joining of two separate and distinct individuals. And I would even say those separate and distinct individuals are ones who are coming from different families, different mm-hmm. environments, different upbringings, thoughts about money, marriage, uh, sexual intimacy. Think about all that with their own personalities that we grow up in those areas and those, in those environments, our, our own habits and quirks, which do change over time committed to spending the rest of our lives together. Like, where did we get the idea that this was going to be super easy and that it was always going to be the rainbows and unicorns, right? Or that we were always going to like every day be happy. I'm trying to figure out, like I bought into it. I know first one to raise my hand. I'm like, I'm raising my hand and you guys can't even see me right now. I I bought into that. Mm -hmm. And yet when you look at our own marriage, I mean, we're coming up on 23 years here, which just mind boggling, mind boggling. But it was cute though, because as we're going through this series, our marriage vows, Elise and I begin to look for old photos. And for those of you, um, who've never had to like actually take pictures and, and go get them to develop, we still have those in our garage. And so it was really interesting though, to, to touch them and see them. And one picture really popped out at me was the first kiss we had and we're going through this series, our marriage vows. And I, and I thought at that moment, what we had said to one another, what we had shared, I take you, Elisa, you know, and that kiss was the culmination that that was the first kiss as a married couple. And so as we get to this 
part though in our vows when we say for better or worse, I don't really think about that that much because I, I always thought like, hey, everything's going to just be great. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would even challenge you guys as you're going through this series with us, one, grab your vows, pull them out, read them. Two, look at your wedding pictures again. Maybe you have a it, it on video, maybe you have a trailer of it or something, but refresh yourself. Refresh yourself of what you said that day, what you what you were committed to when you said those. And then, you know, when when the priest or the pastor or the minister said, that you may now kiss your bride. What did that mean? Because when we talk about the worse, there is that hope. There is that vision that I take you to be my awfully wedded wife. Lawfully. Lawfully. Awfully. Did I say awfully? (laughs) Sorry. Freudian slip. Yeah, it happened. But it, it actually, you using that word does tie into all the awful things, the, the hard things, the challenging things that that our marriage has experienced. Yeah, let's go through some of those. I mean, we, we have experienced as a couple pornography addiction in our marriage. We've experienced the loss of a child, our home, and a parent mm-hmm. all in different seasons. And I would say each one of those, different emotions. Oh, heck for, yeah. For each person for each individual and how you deal with those can be completely separate. Um, You may be together at times. You may be holding hands. You may be hugging. You may be crying together. And yet you're going through your own battles. Mm -hmm. We've had uh, fights over kids, money, and sex. And if Mm -hmm. you had told me on my wedding day that those were going to be issues, I would have probably been like, how? How is that possible? I think we would now, I wouldn't call them fights. I would call them disagreements for sure. We we don't go. We 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 discuss differently. Yeah. Yeah. We we don't go to battle like we used to. Mm -hmm. We definitely have our disagreements within each of those still to this day. We've been emotional, angry, rude, inconsiderate, and selfish. And I think you, you left this one out and I'm, and I'm wondering why. And, and it's interesting because in the show notes, it says we've been stubborn. And I think that's... Oh, I actually just didn't even see that line. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, because I think that in, in our younger years, that was definitely you. I think over the years, we've, we still can put our heels in. I think that's where, the, where you were sharing our habits and quirks. Mm-hmm. I would say our stubbornness has, has developed in different ways as we've gone older and in our marriage. I'm laughing because the kids are constantly telling me how stubborn you are. I am. See, and I don't think I don't I don't perceive myself to be that way. But well, I think that's a sign of stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but we share you. those things, and and yes, we can laugh about them because of the season that we're in now. But I will tell you that that experiencing each one of them, going through those emotions, no laughing matter. Those no. were definitely all for worse moments, and we still have bad moments, right? This is this is not. This is not perfection Mm-mm. here behind the mics. And and because of those experiences, I will tell you that there have been times in our marriage where we're like, why was this idea of marriage such a good idea in the first place? Mm. Maybe I'd be better off by myself. I actually had a, a coaching client. You know, we were in discussion the other day and he's like, you know, sometimes I wonder, would it be, e-? I'm like, yeah, it'd be easier, but just because it's easier doesn't mean it's better for you to be by yourself. Right. And I think 
all of you would be challenged if you were to actually be in a place where you could have real conversations with people that have been married for a long time to find someone that hasn't at one point in time said, this is hard, right? This, this is challenging. I, I, I'm struggling with what this looks like. And the reality is, is that whether we're talking Hollywood, romance novels, or, you know, social media, what we see posted up there, there's, there's this perception that the for better is what everybody's living. Everybody is living their best life because that's what we see plastered everywhere. And then somehow what's wrong with you because you're dealing with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that the best life, the for better and the for worse, they go together, but it takes effort. We've got friends that are planning a wedding and and I'm watching them discuss all of these different, you know, aspects of the wedding. Like where's the venue going to be and what day and who can we get to preside over the wedding and what are the colors going to be and, and what about the cake and, and, and all of these. And there's so much going on in planning the wedding and, and it should be, yeah, it's their day. It's a big day. It's a culmination of, of everything that they face going to this point. And, And yet, you know, as we've been doing this thing called marriage for, like I said, almost 23 years, you're going to need to put forth that same effort after the wedding day. The, the same effort that, you know, so many of you wake up and you're like, I'm going to get to the gym today because I'm going to crush my fitness goals or we're going to save this amount of money because these are our saving goals or we want to do these kinds of things. And, and yet we look at our marriages and when we're in that worst part and we're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't want to put forth the effort. But you'll do it in the other aspects of your life. You won't even think twice about it. I, I want a I beach body. Then I'm going to go get myself ready and you know, get this body ready for the beach. Mm-hmm. We have to be those people. And I don't want to say those couples because this is an individual thing, right? Making it f- through the four worse, that starts with what's inside of you. It starts with breaking that mindset that I shouldn't have to work this hard or, or why is it difficult if we love each other? It's difficult because like I said, you're two different human beings and you're in situations that maybe, maybe you didn't anticipate, but they're here, right? Sometimes we call, you know, like I talked about the rainbows and unicorns class. Sometimes there are rainy days. It's that place where you say, okay, you know what? I didn't expect this to happen to us. I didn't expect that we were going to have to have to walk through the grief of losing a child. I didn't expect that we were going to have to walk through the grief of losing a parent or losing a home. I didn't expect that there would be times when we reveal things to one another that would wound so deeply. I didn't expect that on my wedding day. And yet, yet here we are. Can I just put one other clause in here though? If you're in a relationship that is abusive, mm-hmm. be it emotional or physical abuse, that does not mean you need to stick in there. And so we did a show, um, is this abuse? And I'll put that show and a link to that in the show notes, because in all honesty, you don't need to be in that. God didn't create you to be in an abusive relationship. And it may be time that you do need to take a step away until your spouse can get a handle on their, their anger, their aggravation and their aggression. So I just want to put that in there. The, The worst doesn't mean you need to be beat up. And that goes for both men and women. I've met many of men recently who have been in, in physically abusive relationships. So I'm going to put that in here. Please click it if you are in an abusive relationship and please, please get help. I'm glad you brought that up. It's so true that for worse does not mean that, that you're living in a place of pain and fear all the time. But as we look 
at this, as, as we're trying to wrap our heads around this as married couples, we, we have to ask the question, you know, what can I do to be in the moment this year's hashtag and building my relationship when it's in the worst times, what can I do to be in the moment and building my relationship with my spouse? Because it's so easy to think about like, you know, when, when things are going well, we're just, you know, we're going along, we're on, you know, just coasting along. But when things are hard, that's where your character comes out. That's where your fortitude in your marriage comes out. That's where you say, okay, what is this marriage built on? Mm-hmm. And, and you have to know what it's built on. And, and you have to start making those decisions about how we're going to do this from the beginning or from wherever you are. Like, we know that there are those of you that are listening to the show that are, you know, 20, 30, 40 years married. Guess what? You can still build up on your foundation. Mm-hmm. There are some of you listening to the show that you're like, you know, we're getting married in a couple months time or we're getting married next year. You know what? Start building this foundation because the four worse, it'll happen. I don't know what your four worse is going to be. I, I know that there'll be disagreements over something. We have not yet met a couple and all the years that we've been doing the show and helping couples that said, from day one, it's been perfect. Not one. I wish, I wish it would be an amazing feat, and yet life will come your way. Like we don't do interviews on the One Extraordinary Marriage show, but I'm guessing if we ever find that couple that's been married for any significant length of time, like if you're in your first 24 hours, I'm sorry, that doesn't count. Uh, Most of us can make it through 24 hours. But That'll be the one interview. If we ever meet that couple, <laughs> they will be featured on the One Extraordinary there Marriage we go. Show. But as we come alongside the two of you and equip you in the in the for worse, before we do that, we want to thank this week's sponsor, Ava. And you know, one of the things that we talk about here and have throughout many years on the show is knowing a woman's cycle. Mm-hmm. And, and that it's not just for her to know it, it's also for him to know it because that's a game changer. Yes, it is. In a marriage. And so, so excited to be able to share with you about Ava. Ava is a Swiss startup company that's dedicated to advancing women's health and to breaking taboos around discussing the menstrual cycle. There are no taboos Mm -mm. on this show about discussing it. And it's incredible because Ava provides so much insight about a woman's cycle and health, including data on sleep quality and quantity, her physiological stress, resting pulse rate, and more. And the best thing is, and this is what I love about it, because I can't be bothered to do things like all day, every day. So I only have to wear the Ava tracker at night, Mm -hmm. which is fabulous. I put it on and I go to sleep and then it actually has a little alarm on it. So it gently wakes me up in the morning, which is a good thing too. And Ava really cares about women's health. So 20% of the price goes directly to the company's medical research and development in women's health. So you get to track your cycle, your fertility, and your pregnancy all with one, one device. So ladies, it's finally time, not just for you to understand your body, but actually to equip your husband as well to understand what's going on with you. Visit avawoman.com to learn more. And for listeners of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, you can receive $20 off your order by going to avawomen.com slash one and using our code one. Again, that's avawomen.com slash one, promo code one for wherever you are in your life. So here we are for better or for worse. And some of you are going to need to look and say, where, what does this mean in the season that we're in right now? Mm-hmm. Right? What's, what's, our current, what's our current happiness factor? 
And I ask you this because one of the questions that we put on Instagram stories, and again, if you ever want to participate in any of our polls, we do all of them on IG story and you can follow us over there at One Extraordinary Marriage. But I ask the question, who's responsible for your happiness, which comes out a lot in this for better or for worse clause, mm-hmm. right? 97% of you shared that you're responsible for your own happiness. The amazing thing about that to me is that when you look at the reasons so often why people cite divorce or why they cite being unhappy in their marriage, it's so often about the other person. My spouse isn't doing this or my spouse did this. We need to start being those people that actually live like our happiness is our responsibility. We need to live as if creating the for better is our responsibility. Because making it through the four worse is all going to be about the encouragement and the action that you take and, and, and being responsible for our happiness, being responsible for, for going from the four worse to the four better is going to mean that we have to move. Which many of you do here in the one family. If there's one thing that is just truly amazing about each and every one of you, no matter where you're at, you come, you listen and you, you begin to be intentional mm-hmm. and you take action. You're like, what can I do? What, what, what do I need to begin changing? And, and, and for many of you, you, had to look, you have to look inward, right? It's like, what do I need to do? Where have I been? I, I, love, I love many of the folks that are in our position of the month club because we, we have this amazing group in Facebook for our summit partners and we learn. And, and many of them are like, wow, I started learning, listening and I realized that I've been just like coasting along. Mm-hmm. But now listening to you guys and hearing what you're what you're going through or what you've gone through, you know, we're taking the show and we're discussing it and and I'm getting vulnerable for the first time ever. I'm opening up for the first time ever. We're having this emotional intimacy that we've never experienced. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one guy was was sharing around his sexual intimacy and how we never talked about. It. Been married like 19 years. 19 years, he was like, I just don't want to talk about it. And he goes, listening to you guys made me realize that I need to talk about that. That's a total game changer. And his ability to talk about it is actually, you know, one of the strategies that the one family, you know, communication, mm-hmm. constantly working on communication. That was one of the, the strategies that you all said this is how we made it through the tough times mm-hmm. because so many of you shared, you know, what you've been through. And, and I will tell you that the one family you've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And what I see time and time again, when you answer these questions is how you're making it through yes, or what you've done. And so the, the number one answer that came up and how you made it through was keep talking right? Keep talking to one another, get help, whether that's a a therapist, a counselor, or a coach. So many people said there's no shame or it's not a sign of weakness to get help. It'll actually strengthen what the two of you are trying to create. Mm. Many of you talked about prayer and and not just praying for your spouse to change because let's face it, sometimes that's the easiest prayer for us to throw up and it's the first one that we think of, but also praying for you to change. Mm Mm-hmm right? For yourself to change for what do I need to see? What do I need to, what do I need to soften in my heart? What do, what do we need to do? And then praying together as a couple, right? There were prayer came out in so many different, different aspects. A lot of you talked about being in community and we were just having this conversation, Tony and I were with another couple the other day and talking about the early years of our marriage. 
we didn't have much in the way of community. And I really think that we struggled so, for so long because there weren't people that we allowed into our life that were speaking truth to us. Mm-hmm. There weren't people that were saying, hey, you guys, you know what? Hold on a second here. Hold on. Like what you're doing right now, you need to stop or you need to do more of or whatever it is. We didn't have that that strength of community around us. And and the two other uh, two other helps that you all gave as we were talking about this and, and this whole list, I will tell you, Tony and I have done this whole list. The two other ones were forgiveness, really cultivating a spirit of forgiveness in your marriage. Um, there's another quote about marriage out there that says something like marriage is the union of two great forgivers. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that place of, are you holding on to stuff so that it creates a wall between the two of you? Or are you learning how to identify those hurts, be remorseful and give forgiveness? Mm-hmm. to one another. And then the last one, and I loved seeing this on so many responses was laughter, right? Sometimes you just need to break the tension and laugh. And you know, if, if what you're for worse is right now is really part of a grieving process, it can feel really uncomfortable and, and almost unnatural to laugh, but something, something heals inside of you when the two of you are able to laugh. And you got to let it out. Sometimes you got to just have those belly rolls and just let it go. And I know even in, in our family, there, there were years when we never heard laughter. It was just, it was dead. And I remember just even telling Elise and I'm like, honey, let it out. It's okay. We can laugh at these things. It's, it's okay. Just because it's coming at us doesn't mean we got to live in it. Mm-hmm. So just laugh it off, have a belly laugh, enjoy life, man. We, we have one shot at this life. So let's live it. And really, when I look at that for better or worse, we got to live it. We got to truly believe it, man. We, we got to go out like, I remember a pastor sharing one time, and, and it, it still hit me t- today. I mean, it's been many, many years at this point in time, but she was saying, you know, I want to live a life where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come, I'm gonna come in to home plate. And when I come into home plate, it's not, it's not the home run that goes over over the fence and I and I come in clean from head to toe. I come in with and I'm sliding in and I'm dirty from bottom to top because I lived a life that said I did something. Mm-hmm. And in our marriages, we got to get in there, we got to get dirty going I did something. If if there's one thing that I just so excited about where we are in our lives and where I am is that we've done something for our lives. We live a life that is better now. We have, yes, we have our disagreements. Yes, we still have those, those times of tension. And yet I wouldn't want to spend a day on this earth without Elisa. I just wouldn't. That she is who I want to be with. It's taken time. It's taken years to get to that. But deep down in my soul, I'm dirty and I'm ready because I know I've done everything. And when I end up in heaven and Jesus looks down at me and says, Tony, how did it go? And I'm going to say, you know what? It was for better. It was for better. We lived life. We're not here to do nothing in our marriage, but we're going to live life. Do it. Do it. When you took those vows, you set it for better or worse. Don't let the worse overtake you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Be the light in your marriage right now. Be the light for your family. 
Be the one who writes the little love letter that says, I love you, honey. Be the one who opens your mouth, even when you know your spouse may not want to hear it, to go, I forgive you. Oh, uh, whatever. But okay, it's fine. What can I do? And sometimes it means we got to take action where we don't know if it's really going to make a difference. But I'll tell you, it does. And and to be at that place, and I'm sitting here, (laughs) there are times when I wish you guys could see what it looks like when we're behind these mics. Eventually, we're going video. We are. We're going video. We're speaking that into existence. Somebody in the one family knows how to set up video in a studio. Hit me up. Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Let's do this. Totally as an aside. That's an aside. That was an aside. But when we have these moments and we know that there's a couple out there that is listening to the show and you're like, yes, that's us. I want you to know that that everything that happens here is because of you. Yeah. And and you can claim this. You can say, okay, you know what? What's next for our marriage? How are we going to do this? And and you're going to do it because you're going to start with a vision right? The way we got to where we are now to get through the, the four worst parts is that we started getting a vision of what we wanted our marriage to look like and how we were each going to show up in our marriage, right? You don't get through the four worst just reacting to everything. You don't, you have to get in, just like that, that hug that I read at the top of the show, you have to be in this place where you say, okay, what is our vision mm-hmm. for the extraordinary marriage that we're creating? Because when life hits you, you got to have a place to come back to. You've got to have a place that you can fall on. And, and that vision statement really makes a difference. And just want to share with you that we've actually created a, a power of vision planner for each of you. You can check it out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash power of vision. But as, as we bring this show to a close, I want to share with you that the one thing that your one family had to say and it's so emotional for me to even say that because I think so often we just talk about the one family. But I realized as we've been going through this series that you all are family with one another. Mm-hmm. That when we ask those questions and when you give us your feedback, you're doing it because you want somebody else in the family to know that they're loved. And, and if you're in a for worse stage right now and for worse season, I just want you to know that your family, your family wants you to know, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Keep fighting for your marriage. Keep fighting for, for what, you, what you dreamed of and, and invest in yourselves. That's what came through time and time again when I said, what's the one piece of advice you would give? And time and time again, it was don't give up. And we get behind these microphones every week because that's, that's the message that we want to give to you. How can we equip you this week not to give up? How can we equip you to see your spouse differently? How can we equip you to try one other thing, one new thing, one thing you haven't done in a long time? And the reason why is because you're worth it and your family is cheering you on. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you guys know we love you. We do. And uh, this show has been emotional for us and because it, it holds a lot of power. And we want you to have that vision of your marriage to be at a spot where you can look back and go, my goodness, we did it. We slid into home with, with everything we had. And that's the way we want to go out. So pick up those, pick up those vows, read them. Think about it. Pick up your, your wedding photos. Look at that photo of you and your spouse kissing for the first time. Remember that. Keep that in your memory, no matter where you may be right now, because that can be the driving force of where you are now and where you're going to go. And don't forget, 
get that power of vision planner. Start creating the vision you desire for you, your spouse, and your marriage. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week, and we will catch you next week. Love you guys.